difficult, 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 Fancy seeing you in this computer thing. Exactly. It's fandangled <laughs> modern technology. Oh, God. Well, I'm Marie. I'm Katie. And this is the Difficult Women Podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Yes. If you're just tuning in, you've never listened to an episode before. I, I'm i in Nashville. I'm in Brooklyn. Yes. And we used to do this in the same room. <laughs> oh, how I missed that. Oh, God. The, in the before times. <laughs> But thanks to the pandemic, uh, twenty twenty has has different plans. Yes. Well, thanks to modern marvels, we're able to uh, do this remotely. So that's something. That's right. So it's black magic. We're able to still do it. Yeah. I f- really fear that this is echoing way more than usual because I'm actually house sitting oh. in this f- very lovely home, and I could not find a room small enough. <laughs> it's a nice house yeah wow not a problem i have over here but okay not a not a problem in in my normal life um so if it's if i'm a little more echoey it's just because i'm sitting in the dining room Mm. in the salon in in the salon yes and it's perfect perfect timing because i've been watching the crown so i feel very royal at the moment it's very exciting yeah i have this whole place to myself all week and there's a hot tub. I was going to say, I think I saw, I caught a glimpse of that hot tub on the Instagrams and holy hell, it looks nice. Oh my God. Oh my God. I mean, I can't invite anybody over, of course, because yeah. it's a pandemic, but um, it is, oh God. Yeah. I got in the hot tub last night. I would do the pod in the hot tub right now if I could, if I could have figured that out, that would have been God, funny and really fun to edit around, but. Don't electrocute <laughs> yourself though. It's not, not worth it. I know. Well, how how are you? What's going on? How's New York? It's here still. We're doing it. We're hanging in there. It's okay. Uh, like many places in America right now, the numbers are going... Actually, I think all the places in America, the numbers are going up a little bit. So they shut down schools um, and they're getting close to potentially shutting down gyms and restaurants, which they probably should just mm-hmm. do. Sorry, restaurant workers. I know it's like really awful, but I just wonder... Um. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, you know, we're the thing about New York, though, and I said this before, but like we kind of know the drill. So mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty OK here in mm-hmm. terms of people are wearing their masks and, you know, but people are getting tired of this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic fatigue is a real thing. Um. Yeah. Numbers are crazy here in Tennessee. <laughs> people fight over their their right to do with what they want with their bodies which just makes me go insane yeah but luckily nashville is way more liberal than but i mean literally if you drive 15 minutes outside of town it's like what pandemic actually my parents did drive down broadway which is um where robert's western world is our favorite bar um and my mom texted like what pandemic oh god (laughs) because people are just out and about oh god no masks and just drinking. You know, it's just that it's so frustrating. And I think people just don't are not. I don't know why they're not putting it together. But if everybody just buckled down for a couple of weeks, this would be over. Mm-hmm. And if not over, it would be so contained. You really could mostly live your life normally. Mm-hmm. But but this the crazy notion of freedoms, which is just you're convoluting this idea of personal freedom and just 
total zero responsibility for your community. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea that like your personal freedoms to kill yourself (laughs) whatever, you know, and and your entire family and your Mm -hmm. friends' families is more important than just community working together. Right. I don't get it. I, I'm I'm curious what would have happened, you know, if seatbelts were invented now. <laughs> well, there's people, people now that are fighting. Again, I don't know if I was just saw something recently. People are upset about seatbelts now. They decided. Shut up. Nope. It's it's now becoming oh a God. thing where people are like, actually, you know what? We don't want to wear seatbelts. Like, okay, fine. But the thing about a seatbelt is that, like, then you kill yourself. <laughs> you don't kill right. your your neighbor's uh, grandmother. Mm-hmm. You know, right. So it's been it's interesting. I don't know if any of y'all out there follow Amanda Palmer. She was in the band Dresden Dolls and it's like more of like an indie kind of smaller thing. But she really made a like a name for herself and found a niche market. And she's one of our kind of heroes in terms of like art, you know, like becoming a band on her own terms. Um, and she happened at the beginning of the pandemic to find herself in New Zealand just ran on tour. She didn't mean to be there. But then everything got super locked down there and she got kind of stuck in that area and she's still there and um, everybody's everything's normal there. (laughs) So you see pictures of her and everyone's like hugging and they're like in there's like full blown concerts happening where there's like thousands of people in like a room and everybody's fine because they locked down and they like there's no pandemic there anymore. And so she was talking about how she's like, I, I'm posting all these things and all these American fans are getting really mad at me because <laughs> they're like, why are you rubbing it in our face? And she's like, I, this is just our reality here. And I'm, I, what, what, what should I do to help? Like, I don't know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. But yeah. It's like when you see that, like, I don't think people fully see that, that like there are other places in the world right now that basically don't have this problem at all. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at a world map of the pandemic and just, you know, America first. <laughs> it's just like so We're sad. number one. We're yeah, it's all great. It's just crazy. Uh, yeah. Well, so COVID uh, really affected me this week. Yes, tell me. Um, yeah, so I was telling, so my pandemic bubble has been popped. Mm-mm. My trust of other friends. <laughs> oh, God. Well... So if you've been listening, I've been talking about my small little pandemic bubble. I literally have my parents, my sister, and then I have my roommate, uh, which uh, FYI, if you have a roommate, you all of a sudden have her pandemic bubble as well. Right. Um, so my is roommate- not how a pandemic bu- bubble is supposed to work. <laughs> nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. Um, Anyway, with a lot of discussion, my roommate, she, I mean, she asked my opinion. I told her my opinion, and she still continued to travel, which is fine. Um, but she did travel to Philadelphia and visited one friend who was also in a pandemic small bubble and apparently wasn't going anywhere, just taking her kids to the playground occasionally or something. But um, she was my, my roommate, her, the friend that she went to go visit, the friend's husband tested positive for COVID. So my, my roommate driving back to Nashville said, you know, um, I've been exposed to, to COVID because she did see this person. Um, and then all of a sudden, I'm now affected. Right. My family's now affected. Right. You know, I mean, my full bubble is affected. And I, for this entire pandemic, I mean, the ways that I've been affected by COVID has, have been, you know, of course, I've known a lot of people to get sick and that I've you know, the beginning of it, I knew several people to pass from it. 
Um, but this was like for it was just more of a like in my pandemic bubble, it has the bubble has popped. And I was really I called Katie. I was so angry. Um, not necessarily just I'm, I'm mad at the situation. I was mad at my friend. I was just mad at just a lot of stuff, mainly the circumstances of our society at the, at the moment, <laughs> just rageful. But I just my point of telling the story is that, you know, I thought that I had a tiny little bubble. Also, I learned this week, another friend, and I'm telling you, I've had six people in my pandemic bubble. Another friend was exposed. One of my best friends. One of my best friends that I was going to invite over to my parents' like anniversary parade party to be outside around my parents who are 73 years old, and they couldn't come for some reason. So I would have then just invited... <laughs> this exposure into my bubble and my parents, which is like the number one thing that I'm trying to protect here are my right. parents. So that's two people and like six people right. that have been exposed this week. So uh, for the listeners, I mean, this is where we've been very careful. Like I had my little pandemic bubble friends over to the backyard for a dinner party you know, last week, I felt very comfortable with that. If anybody did go inside, everybody did wear masks um, to use the bathroom or anything. But I mean, of course, like we said at the very beginning, it's like pandemic fatigue. And I know <laughs> that like, I mean, for me, I'm an incredibly social person. That was another big reason why I came back to Nashville during this time. Um, but it's back to where we have to stay home and because it's everywhere. <laughs> and it's actually worse than ever in m most states. You know, mm -hmm. New York is a little different because we had it so bad in the first round. But like for a lot of these other states, like this is as worse as it's been. Yeah, and it's going to get worse. So right. it's like people think that they're they figured it out and they haven't even it hasn't they haven't really experienced it yet. So right. I'm definitely worried about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just, I, um, I don't know if it's what I was yelling at my friends, <laughs> just like your carelessness is affecting my life yeah. and my family's life. And, you know, I mean, just so angry and just upset. But also, I mean, I know that um, I'm trying to understand, like, obviously, my circumstances are different because I'm I constantly am seeing my parents who are higher risk. So that's what I need to be more aware of now. Or just not see my parents, which that's for, you know. Yeah, I guess that's another thing, too, that's hard is it's like, so you have like your parents to worry about and that's a thing. So I guess one option now moving into like the craziness, the crazy period, is that you just don't see any of your friends. Yeah. That's another option that you just really don't see anybody but your parents, which is hard. It's weird, too. From my perspective, as like a single person who's just moved in to an apartment by herself, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, what? Do, who do I see? Do I? What do I do? Like, how do right. I navigate this too? So, it's a hard. It is. You have to like. People are making these decisions, um, and they're not easy decisions to make. Mm -hmm. In terms, you have to of evaluate like, the risk. And the thing is, you can't really. Mm. Because the thing is, you don't know what the risk is fully like, you know, you have you and I think that your pandemic bubble story is perfect, a perfect mm -hmm. illustration where you really did measure the risk very well. And you said, OK, this is what my limitations are. And they were like better than all, most people's in America. Mm -hmm. You did a really good job of like really trying to protect yourself. And then it turns out that even that was more risky than you realized. Mm -hmm. And like that's what's really hard is I think people are trying to measure these risks, but they're using like 
we just don't know like how who's actually exposed and who's not i don't know it's like really this is a really that's another reason why if nationally there was just a lockdown and there was like mm-hmm. they were you know really enforcing it we'd be in a much better position i know that that feels crappy and people would hate that for a little while but then that risk would just be lessened in a couple weeks you know mm-hmm. that's why i like that uh rachel maddow um did a whole thing about risk and the risk of like you may not kill yourself but you could kill or get sick your favorite person in the world right and she talks about her partner who has covid and who has and she hasn't been able to to be close to and she's still quarantining because her partner is still testing positive i believe and so but that yeah her her speech about just that it may not get you sick um but it could the person you love the most in the entire world and then it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where I'm just it's so this is really hard. Yeah. It's it's really I've just I've this is this has been one of the hardest weeks I think I've experienced during the pandemic just because you almost the like I didn't want to like shame my friends because also I mean we're all just trying to maneuver through this on in our own ways and totally. I get it. Yeah. Um but like you said, I mean, I thought I was doing it the best of my ability. Yeah. But yet that wasn't even, I don't know. So and we have know, some new rules. Right. And I think that maybe <laughs> that's part rules. of it too is that like maybe the, um, it also has to do with like at one time during the pandemic, that was a pretty low risk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now we're moving into a new phase. And so now mm-hmm. the risks are higher and they're different. And, you know, I've been kind of struggling with those things myself. I mean, I... I'm working very full time right now. So I'm surrounded by people all the time. But we take a lot of precautions at work. We all wear masks all the time. I'm washing my hands constantly. We have, you know, sanitizer everywhere. I wear a visor throughout the day. We're not really like in super close contact with the people coming in and out of the studio that I'm working at. But like there's definitely... I'm definitely exposed to a lot of individuals. Everyone also has to fill out a form, you know, um, affirming that they haven't been exposed to anybody and that kind of thing. And that's actually, I think, been very helpful too. Um, But it's like scary, you know, but for me, I'm at least, I mean, this is not a great thing, but like, I don't see any friends without a mat. Like, I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. I'm not really doing much beyond that. So I did go to one event that was also an outdoors and there was only four people there and we were all far apart and that felt pretty comfortable. Um, but it's like every time, I don't know. I, I don't know. know. Every time. And maybe I'm the one that's going to get somebody sick. I really don't know. Right. It's really, it's really, really stressful. And Thanksgiving is actually like a thing now too because I like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, well, maybe I could have like a couple people over, like two people over, three people over, and we'll open the windows and whatever. And then as we've been moving into this new phase, it's like, no, I can't do that. Um, and right at the present moment, at the timing of this re- you know, recording, I've sort of agreed to have a one person over and I'll have the window open, whatever. But even that is makes me so stressed out. So I'm like, I may have to have another conversation and be like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> like, mm. because I don't know. And it sucks. And like, you know, it sucks to not be able to be with family or friends or have the, the Thanksgiving that you want to have, but we just can't. This it's just this year is not going to be one of those years. Yeah. 
yeah, it's that one year. They got to skip out the year. We got to just forget 2020 ever existed. <laughs> yeah. Well, one well, thing that I, people mm-hmm. were saying that I thought was like dead on. And I, I had been having this thought too. And I finally see people talking about it on Instagram. But pe- there's people that are like, bitch, like I haven't done Thanksgiving in like 12 years because if you work a service industry job or if you work at a restaurant like you don't get those days off like you work those days so it's like people you can survive one thanksgiving you know what i mean you really can we have to stop feeling so you can't shove your mouth hole with all the food yeah i mean here's the thing no matter what i end up doing like whether i have people like a person it won't be people it would definitely not be multiple people a person over or not uh i'm gonna make a full dinner Fuck yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'll get I'll get like a 40 pound turkey. I'll do it all. I don't care. Hell yeah. Whatever. Soup for days. Well, because all my friends broke their broke my bubble. I've been quarantining as well. Um, so I was at my parents and then but now I got this whole big huge I mean, place all to myself for an entire cool. week. That's really nice. So I'm Yo, I'm great. I'm what doing is your great. quarantining situation now? So you're quarantining from your parents or from your friends or all the above or what's I'm from the world? Okay, uh, I'm yep. just I live in this mansion now and I'm by myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean once once my roommate called and said, and that was a, over a week ago. Um, she called and said that she had been exposed, and she was actually exposed a week before that. So today is actually her 14 day quarantine. She did test negative. Her friend. Uh, tested negative. The kids tested negative. So like she's she's good. Yeah. So it's the roommate. So she's but she's back at that house. And um, but I did stay away from her while she was quarantining, um, and stayed at my parents. But then then now I'm here. So it's but but really truly it is. I want to clarify too, just if people are are confused about this, when her roommate was exposed and let Marie know, Marie had not been exposed to her at that. Yes, she so, was so driving. Marie home. had yeah. never been exposed to her when after she had her roommate had been exposed. Just to clarify yes. to people that that's she Marie did took very good precautions and um well and thank God she we found out that she had been right, exposed before, before she, she got to me. Yeah. yeah, it was oh god, yeah. So, I mean, but the, the sad thing for my other friends who were exposed, like their quarantine goes over Thanksgiving, so they can't right. see anybody, right? <laughs> you know, so. Was yeah. it just some friends that they were exposed to or was it a work situation or? It was a work situation where somebody came into their house to like record some stuff right, right. for work. But right. that person tested. I mean, that's the scariest thing isn't having a person who's who's te- who's positive for COVID to come inside your house and yeah. use your microphones and lick yeah. them and spit <laughs> oh, God, on them. Yeah. And, you know, oh, that's God. like worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But they I mean, but they this is the crazy thing, too, is that um, in here in Nashville, uh, COVID tests usually take 48 hours. Well, because there's a huge resurgence of the virus here. It's my friends are getting their tests back five to seven days after. That was like the olden days, the olden mm-hmm. days in, like olden you know, days. April. <laughs> That mm-hmm. was like, you have to wait because I got a COVID test. I had like a panic attack one day, maybe like in April or May, where I was like, I don't feel good. I think I have COVID. And I like went and got a test. And I was, I, I did not. I did. They were like, Do you, are you like, do you have a dry cough? Are you feeling sick? Do you have a fever? I was like, No. And they're like, I don't think you have COVID. I was like, mm, Just give me a test. <laughs> and I didn't have it. And, but it took like five to seven days to get it back. And then yeah. in New York, they've been having these rapid tests that where they, it takes 20 minutes to get your results. But the lines now, I mean, I waited like an hour and a half because I had to get some for work. And I waited in line for like an hour and a half, almost two hours when I got mine like weeks and weeks and weeks ago. And now because of Thanksgiving, the lines are like, I think people oh. are waiting like four hours and people are getting turned away. 
Oh gosh. And those so, rapid tests, my friend is a nurse. She said that the rapid tests they're not as what, reliable. They're like, it's right? like fifty percent. If you have it and you have symptoms, that's when it can really be like, Yes, you have it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're asymptomatic or I don't know. There's just I don't know what's happening. I, feel I, I so think that crazy nobody does. That's the problem. And the thing is like people are trying to I mean, I think that it I don't know. The rapid tests at least are some form of defense for people that are trying to go to work. I mean, that's the other mm-hmm. thing. All We cannot forget that people are struggling financially right now so much. So it's it's not that I'm saying we should just shut everything down. Like, who cares? It's fine. Like, people can't afford to right. for us to be shut down. But it's going to be worse in the long run if we, you know, we should have done this months ago. We should have mm-hmm. done this in March. If we had well, just done it in March, we'd be fine. But nope. This is This is the, here's the proof right now is that our government is broken. We have no leadership. Oh, yeah. This no shit, joke. We had so much time to prepare for the second wave. I know. We all knew it was coming. I mean, also history, we we could have just learned from 1918. But we no. could have learned from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, remember when Italy had it in Mar- in February and they were like, don't be like us. Like everybody stay mm-hmm. inside. They warned us and mm-hmm. nobody, nope, nobody cared. Uh, well, I do have something fun to report. Tell me. I have a chicken update. Oh God! Is it what happened? I was I was just talking about your chicken to somebody the other day. Chickens, again, you know, remember my roommate has the chickens. They're not my fucking chickens, but because she's been like quarantining, not being able to go to the store, I've had to take over and help. So basically, last week, remember I had said that they they were they turned into like cannibals and they were eating their eggs and all this stuff. Well, yes, they have a calcium de- deficiency and needed to. Eat. I should have been, which my roommate didn't tell me to do. Um, had, would have. I have ever figured this out? No. Um, you're supposed to sprinkle oyster shells. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, in their I, cage to like Not oh, right, like digest. I knew, but oh, right, because I think you had told me that. Not like I'm like, oh, yes, of course, oyster shells. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> like, no, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> so anyway, there, there's that. But then, giddy up, oh, no. uh, one Milk. of the chickens has a yeast infection. Her Why? vent. Her vent is is like, interesting. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Or is that the technical term is her vent? Yes. It's not vagina? Vent. I'm going to call my vagina a vent from now on. (laughs) God. Vent. Gross, right? It's only a vent when you're queefing. (laughs) That's how I feel. Well, anyway, so I had to go to the store and get Monistat 7 for this fucking chicken. Wow. And my roommate smeared it on her vent. But Did um, you, when you went to buy the Monistat 7, did you... To look at the cashier and be like this isn't for me this is I, for my chicken <laughs> don't this, i don't i'm fine everything's fine down there it's my chicken it's vent it's the problem well i thought that i had to go to the pharmacist at first and i was gonna kind of be like it's not for me it's for chickens do you have one for chickens is that is there is there like a better one for chickens do you know but i ended up having to call uh, my roommate because she said get monistat seven so i'm like okay yeah i know monistat seven sure but they don't. Ha- they they only had Monistat one, Monistat three. <laughs> I didn't know they had Monistat one and three. <laughs> Me neither. What are, what are they? What's the I guess seven? it's for the. Di- uh, well, I, I'm I'm learning because uh, it's yeah. been a while since Teach I've had us. a yeast infection. Teach us. Um, Monistat one. I guess you just pop that thing up in there and it it's cured in one day. Oh, it's the amount of days. I guess, but wouldn't you want one day? Wouldn't sure. you just want to? But, but they have a three and then seven. You might as so well just chicken, have a beautiful week. Pop something in the chicken's vent and then <laughs> one day. 
This is not a thing I thought we went for. Oh, trust me. When mm-hmm. I when I texted my roommate, like, can I get you any groceries? You know, she had stuff delivered to the house. Um, and she was like, can you get coffee? And um, so the, one of the chickens has a yeast infection. Can you get some honest at seven? I'm like, Jesus Christ. How did she is- know it was yeast infection? Googled it. And then I guess she oh. ended up having to call a vet too but how does um, a chicken get a yeast infection i don't know but the chicken got it on my watch because she was gone for a week and i was, was taking it, care of the chickens and was it apparently the same, the same chicken uh that ate the egg yeah. i don't know probably mm-hmm. something's going on Some in her vet poor chickens she's sick that's she what i said but i was like let's just we have to eat her now we have to <laughs> sacrifice her to the- <laughs> <laughs> just thanksgiving's coming up you don't have to buy a turkey so does that mean mm, i i don't know i, I it, whenever i feed them i think of fried chicken so that's how broken mm, i am no mm. this is like uh you're like this is like a chicken version of hansel and gretel it's like fattening <laughs> them up you're the witch mm, my pretties oh, i'm gonna give you a yeast infection so we have a reason to kill you <laughs> gross gross so anyway Sorry, um that's been my week just you know my my Bubble has been popped and, and the vent is leaking. Ew. <laughs> Ew. That's gross. Um, well, here in, in some other good news, don't think it was a bug in my nose. <laughs> oh, really? Went away. I don't know what it was, but it went away. The feeling. It did go away? Yeah. Either the bug got consumed into my body or my body consumed the bug somehow or um, absorbed, not consumed. My body okay, absorbed folks- the bug. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, Katie thought she had a bug stuck in her nose. Yeah. And I had to call Marie and be like, was there a bug in my nose? Because <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> well, I mean, you're fixing chickens over there. I figured you can tell me about a nose bug. So uh, it just went away? Yeah. It was just like a crazy tickly in there. <laughs> I, didn't, I was like, what is happening? And I was certain there was a bug in there. Oh, I had like a whole series of like things go wrong in my apartment and just being like a living alone problem where I there I thought I had a chip in my sink but it wasn't a chip it was a hole so there was like mm-hmm. water pouring in <laughs> every time I'd run the water it was going directly into the cupboard underneath the sink so there was that and you're like oh god and of course my instinct as a full-grown woman is to just like put some gum or something in there and patch it up and not tell anybody because I don't want to get in trouble which is like not the way to deal with anything so I had to like admit to the landlords like there's a hole in my sink I need help so they did fix that um I also woke up that night before the bug incident uh smelling gas so there was like gas leaking into my and I was like do I call 911 do you leave like you know and I didn't leave which is what you're supposed to do but then I opened the windows it was fine but that was like very stressful all these like grown up things you have to deal with by yourself living alone. You know what I mean? If you have roommates, you can be like, what do we do? And then you like figure it out together. Bug in my nose. What do I do about that? Call Marie. That's what you do. <laughs> I mean, it just was. But so this week went better because I like took all those things have now been rectified. I even bought a gas leak detector. Good, good. Which good. For, which my first one got stolen, by the way, because somebody in my building is stealing our packages. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. yeah. That we uh, one day a package got stolen and then my neighbor's package got stolen the same day and they like we kind of were commiserating and so you know but it happens in New York whatever package gets stolen then a couple days later my neighbor texted me and was like so I found the box is to our packages they're empty and opened and in the basement oh which is the creepiest thing 
ever. So it's coming it feels from like inside, it's coming from inside the, the house. house. <laughs> How many apartments are in your building? There's, I think, eight units. Okay, so we have to do some investigating. And it, I don't think it's my neighbor because he was the one that also okay. had lost a package. So it's one of six units. Okay. But I don't know okay. anybody else in the building. <laughs> the other thing is this. Here's a very New York story. Uh, so there's a camera that points directly at where the boxes were left in the basement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that then. So I wrote my landlord and was like, hey, this is the story. What's been going on? Can you check the cameras and we can just see who it is? Because I just want to know who the fuck it is. And of course, I get a e like email back and they're like, uh, we don't think the cameras work. <laughs> oh, we don't think they're functioning. It's just like to try to deter people. People do that around here, which is not a good idea. Um, but then I, and then he was and then they tried to pack and shame me. And they said like, well, you shouldn't order packages. And I was Wait, like, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry what? what? That is your solution? And it's then a I, fucking pandemic. How, what are you yeah, supposed to do? I mean, it's just these people, this is this is not, this is, I'm not selling New York much right now, but uh, yeah, this is like how they deal with us. And then I just wrote back and I was like, I'm well aware that packages can get stolen. But right now this is, I'm very alarmed that it's coming from inside the apartment and I'm just trying to protect myself. I don't feel safe. I don't feel like my neighbors are safe from this package thief. And so All then right. he felt- We have to hatch a plan. Your buddy Tim kind of looks like a private investigator. I can knock dress at everybody's up. doors. Yes. yes. Excuse um, me, have you seen a package? <laughs> what were you ordering? I ordered my gas detector. Okay. Well, it's so, not even a fun package to open. That's the other damn thing. It's like, maybe I just keep, I have a plan. I'll order very boring things. And f eventually the package thief will be like, I don't want this. Maybe I'll just keep ordering Monistat 7. <laughs> just like. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep ordering it. And they're going to be like, ew, ew, what's wrong with her? Hear me out. What? You set the gas off. Oh, God. <laughs> and the entire building fills with gas. You see who whose alarm goes off. <laughs> and then I light a fire. And then you light a fire. And and then you light a fire. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, God. we're 30 minutes in. I mean, I feel like we can... Um, kind of talk more about what we this whole episode is going to oh, yeah, be about. Oh yeah, we kind of got real real off topic. <laughs> Can you tell this week sucked and so we didn't really want to research anything? <laughs> oh, it's too hard, too hard. Uh well, we're just going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving, huh? Yeah. I think I mean, <laughs> let's reminisce because this year's going to be fucked up. <laughs> oh god. Well, have you what are do you have some favorite Thanksgivings? Um yes. <laughs> Thanksgiving is like such a um it's just so loaded because it, the gathering of the family, all the family, it can be tricky. Let's just oh, yeah. face that. You know, it's a little tricky. Yeah. Um, but no, we've had, I've been very, very lucky and very fortunate. And I think my favorite Thanksgiving ever was a couple years ago for my parents' 40th wedding anniversary. We surprised them with a trip to Costa Rica. Oh, that's the way to do Thanksgiving. Yeah. That was incredible. So we rented this like villa in a jungle uh, and had a cook, I think. We paid for a cook to come and make ceviche and oh, like very non-traditional Thanksgiving uh, meals. And so then, so that was incredible. And that was, you know, aunts and uncles and my parents and all of us. And so it really was just like such a nice celebration of family and not being in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not having to eat. I mean, I like turkey and stuffing and stuff, but, you know, it's not like my favorite thing to eat. Oh, I love that stuff. I think mm -hmm. partially I love it because I don't get it. 
ever because in my I have a funny situation where um when I was younger my grandmother my midwestern family like they would go all out the most traditional American good old American Thanksgiving uh loved it everything's so bad for you and good and like full of butter and like so good but um my parents are divorced so it's been one of those things where you spend I spend Christmas with my mom and then I spend Thanksgiving with my dad and (laughs) my dad (laughs) through a series of like reasons we never have like the most traditional thanksgiving one of the reasons is that um my stepmother and her my stepsister and her family um they're all from china so thanksgiving is just not a, it just doesn't matter this doesn't matter to them at all which is totally reasonable it's totally reasonable like why would they care um so it's basically like me and i mean they all come and it's very nice to see them so all of that is like really lovely but there, it's just not an important holiday for Chinese people, obviously, for good reason. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, for many years, my dad was on the Atkins diet. Mm-hmm. And so we'd like have Thanksgiving and he'd make a turkey. He always does like a good turkey. So that's good. But there would always be um, like the sides were like a bean like here's like a green bean for you or like he one time he was like i microwaved a, ma- a potato for you because he wasn't eating any carbs because of the oh Atkins god bed. so it's just like the, sometimes like the saddest like little meals um yeah and then there was one year where i was like well why don't i help you cook and he just like did not he was not having any of that for whatever reason and we were like having this very passive aggressive like you know speaking of like families getting together and like it's supposed to be this like oh everything's going great but there's always like drama and we had this passive aggressive like argument about like the food and stuff and he ended up doing all the cooking but so many things made it in and out of the microwave i was like no this is not how we do thanksgiving oh god but but it's uh, but it's funny how like i always joke about that with my friends they talk about it and i uh, lament that i don't have these like giant thanksgivings like we're around the table and whatever and to be honest like this year not even getting my silly thanksgiving is so sad Mm. (laughs) it's like you kind of like reassess like what's really important mm-hmm. in those moments and it's like I do feel um like I'm yeah I'm gonna miss my weird Thanksgiving this year I'll <laughs> never miss forget my family I'll never forget you calling me on Thanksgiving <laughs> Marie Marie and you're like whispering I'm like what's going on Katie is everything okay and you're like the turkey is in the microwave what yeah. do I do <laughs> so I was like, I think you just, you know, you got to pick your battles. Just let it happen. Just, just let, let it, just eat that microwave turkey. That's, uh, I mean, but was I went back frosting it or yeah, cooking he, it? Yeah, I went in? back downstairs and I was like, oh, like what is going on? And he was like, it's, I'm just de-thawing it. I'm just thawing it. Oh my gosh. Like, okay. And then he oh put it gosh. in the oven. It was lovely. He does a very, he does a lovely job. And then we take the same picture every year of him pulling the thing, the turkey out of the oven. It's very cute. Oh my gosh. Well, this year is, is, I mean, it's its for so many people not being with their families for Thanksgiving, This I will be with my parents. Um, and for years, like after that Costa Rica trip, because um, I, before that, I really hadn't traveled out, outside of the United States very much. And so um, because I was in the service industry before, like around Thanksgiving, you can either work or uh, take off. So I had worked for years, always working Thanksgiving, always. And even so, I worked for this very wealthy family in uh, New York and always did their Thanksgiving in their mansion. <laughs> I think I tried mm. to recruit you a couple times. <laughs> it's like, I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, no, nothing like serving rich people for Thanksgiving. Um, very wonderful, very kind, very generous. But um, when you're serving other people's families for Thanksgiving, it's kind 
kind of sad. Uh, yeah. Did it for years, but um, oh, yeah. but so then after after Costa Rica, I went to Thailand for Thanksgiving, and that was another oh, right. amazing. I was in like this hut in the middle of Kawasaki National For uh, uh, Forest or jungle i don't know what the fuck we were in a hut in the middle of nowhere and we had um a thanksgiving meal that i mean it was fried fish and like papaya with people from all over the world oh, that's and so then cool. and then another time i was in amsterdam hanging out wow with, you um, travel a lot on thanksgiving i well, never go anywhere it was <laughs> only because i worked for 10 years on thanksgiving and so finally like being able to afford to not when you just never had like a tradition with your family i guess and you would well, just go for also christmas. like yeah just going home for christmas i didn't want to do it twice right. like what's the point of that no no that makes <laughs> sense <clears throat> but yeah i really love just taking a little trip around thanksgiving getting the fuck out of dodge that's but very nice i always wanted to do like a friendsgiving in uh, new york and it's sort of like well here's my chance except nope <laughs> so not, not really but it's still going to be great. I My mom has been sending me recipes. She's like, make this, make that. So I'm going to have like a feast. Oh, good. What are your sides? Are you going to make like your your Midwest? Um, I'm going to make I'm going to make a mashed potatoes. I'm going to make candy yams with the marshmallows because I like those. And then I'm going to make um, <laughs> green bean casserole. Oh, wow. Like oh. the least healthy green bean casserole I can possibly make. <laughs> yes. And then maybe little buns. And then if my friend does come, he's going to make the stuffing and the cranberry sauce. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I, I prefer the cranberry sauce in the can. I'm not gonna lie, I mean, I, love I don't mind it. I don't mind. I love that, that, at that all. sound. I love it. Yeah, yeah, mm, yummy. I like to like. I just like to slice it into like circles. these hard little. I love that. it. Yeah. Uh, I'm in charge of the stuffing and mac and cheese this year. Ooh, that's mm. nice. And my mom's making a pumpkin cheesecake with a ginger oh. snap crust. Oh my god, oh. that's amazing. I did say I was like, I'm not making a pie. It's too much work. Yeah, no, fuck that. Yeah, it's just. Man, once once we get this vaccine, we're gonna be having Thanksgiving every day. <laughs> with our families Will and we? Yeah. Will we? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really, uh, yeah. People, are, of course, are now starting to post on Instagram, social media everywhere, just like the, the really what Thanksgiving is truly about. And it's still, it's just wild that that's what we're, we're still doing that. We're still well, celebrating. I, I think we need to just, we need to pivot. I think it's really great to have a day where we, number one, spend it with family. Mm-hmm. And number two, the whole idea of like giving thanks, stopping for a moment mm-hmm. and thinking like, what am I thankful for this year? That is great. Mm-hmm. If we could try to start divorcing that idea from the colonization of the United <laughs> States, that would be really nice because the idea of like celebrating the fact that like people, you know, that Europeans came over and like decimated a population of people that were already living here, that's like not, doesn't make me want to eat a lot of turkey, you know? <laughs> not really a thing but i think that like there's no for me there's no reason to get rid of thanksgiving entirely i just think that we have to maybe we stop with the like imagery and stuff and then maybe and then maybe part of the maybe part of the festivities should be a moment of like recognition of like what really you know how america really was established which is Mm -hmm. you know i was actually going through i was having sort of an argument slash debate with a friend about like were you know were the Europeans are like the are they the worst people ever and were they the ones that like you know just are dead set on destroying and taking over other people and the answer actually is no uh, there's been empires 
for cent- I mean centuries and centuries and centuries and the empires have come from different parts of like the world there was the Chinese empire there's uh the Egyptian empire there's all these different areas that have had empires and enslaved people in a lot different ways and things like mm-hmm. that ours the European empire from what I'm understanding is for sure the most recent mm-hmm. so it's more like impacting our lives today um but one of the yeah, things those too, Romans weren't too good out there. <laughs> no, they're awful. Just terrible. Ter- anybody that has an empire is yeah. not treating people well. Absolutely nope. not treating people well. Mm-hmm. They're destruction and just mayhem all around them. Uh, but one of the things I we were sort of like, well, why? What happened with the like quote unquote New World or like North America? Like, how come the Europeans were the only ones that really got a foothold in there in terms of like colonization? And uh, at the end of the day, I, I keep forgetting this. It was just like smallpox. <laughs> mm. Other people had come centuries prior and tried to come and like establish themselves on that land. Mm. Uh, but the Native Americans were good fighters and they were able mm-hmm. to like be like, nope, not bitch, get out of here. But and it wasn't that Europeans were great fighters necessarily. It was I mean, they had guns and all sorts of stuff, but that wasn't it. It was all the, the disease. Smallpox. Yeah. So our ancestors are just diseased people <laughs> that like came and just That feels right. Killed pe- yeah. That feels really it right. It feels good right for now. twenty it feels about right for twenty twenty. <laughs> and this is the retribution that us Europeans get is we have to deal with COVID now, this time around. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, what yeah. are you thankful for in twenty twenty? I mean, I'm thankful that my family currently is safe. I feel very fortunate that I haven't had any direct um, impact from the virus on anybody close, like super close to me, though I know that not everybody can say that. So I'm very sorry for people that have had to deal with it more directly. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm grateful for, you know, the, you know, again, I, we're, I'm so, so privileged that um, I was able to have an opportunity during this pandemic to sort of shift some of the things in my life to for a better way. And I know most people have not had that opportunity. So I am very grateful and um, aware of the privilege that comes with that. I'm grateful that we're able to still podcast, even mm-hmm. though we're like separated. Um, and I'm grateful that there's a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm hopeful that maybe Americans during this season will get their heads out of their asses and mm. <laughs> maybe kind of see like that we really my my hope and my wish for the coming year is that people start to um care less be so self-centered and really mm. let's let's make this american ideals not about just like individual freedom but more about like freedoms for communities and for all of us and not just you know me mm. you know mm-hmm. how about you well, I'm thankful for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very thankful right now to have this time with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, being away for forever, for 15 years, um, to finally be living back in the same town as them. And, you know, I've talked about this before, but my dad has advanced Alzheimer's. And so I'm really happy to be here and helping my mom. And just, you know, we're going through this nightmare that is this disease and, I'm very, very lucky to to be present and have um, a great therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Katie, for encouraging mm-hmm. that. Um, that is helping me go through these hard times and and just talking openly about my feelings. And uh, for years, I was against having 
you know, being in therapy. Um, and now I'm like doubling down on it. I think it's really healthy and I really encourage anybody who is going, anybody that any, anybody that, you know, I think everybody actually, everybody, especially everybody, right now could yeah, use some help. Yeah. Because yeah. anxiety is through the roof. And I mean, everybody has been affected by the pandemic some way and therapy has really been helpful for me. So I'm thankful for that. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm hopeful that um, America, like you said, is going to, you know, reinvest in our, in humanity and just double down on love for each other and not just individual, um, uh, their individual lives and families, but just more of a uh, true belief that, you know, if we do want to, um, be proud Americans like we have a lot of work to do and I think a lot of us understand that and I think a lot of us don't so mm -hmm. um I don't know I think I'm hopeful and I'm and I'm very thankful for um our next president uh mm -hmm. and a peaceful transition mm -hmm. <laughs> And I think number one, I'm most thankful for the people that have been activated within these like grassroots campaigns. I've just been, I mean, you know, Stacey Abrams and all the wonderful women and, and men that um, helped volunteer in Georgia. But I mean, that sort of, those sort of programs and um, activism has been happening all over our country. And I just think those people I'm so, so very thankful for. And especially the people that just hand counted the votes in I Georgia. Those are rock stars. <laughs> it's like amazing. So really, really awesome, wonderful things that are happening. It's just, it's, it's hard when you have, I mean, this past week on, I mean, I was very upset, just very. Um, and uh, it's just nice that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, I, I hope. So I did wake up in a pure panic this morning from a nightmare that um, I was speaking at a ladies luncheon that somehow Donald Trump was going to be at at the ladies oh. luncheon. <laughs> and um, they told me like 10 minutes before. Uh, I hate listening to other people's dreams, but this was my dream this morning. So uh, that I had 10 minutes to prepare a speech that I was going to be giving in front of Donald Trump. Yeah. And the, I mean, but like, whoa, I had so many thoughts, so many, but anyway, I woke up at 4.30 with that. Good um, nice. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm thankful for dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am also very, uh, you know, and I, I get it, they're over it, but the, um, I'm so thankful for our, the, the people, our medical workers and please yes. do them a favor and give them a break and take care of yourselves and mm -hmm. don't get sick. Um, there was a, that meme that's going around about Groundhog's Day. Someone was like, well, how does Groundhog's Day end? Like, how do we get out of this, like, you know, cycle of the same day over and over again? What was it that he finally did? And someone was like, he stopped being so narcissistic and obsessed <laughs> with himself. And he started doing things for other people. And that was how he broke out of the cycle. And that's exactly oh. how we get out of ours. So, yeah, actually, like, take it. Go, everybody watch Groundhog's Day. Relearn that lesson and then apply it in your life. And make you know, tell your friends to watch it. I think that's beautiful. That's yeah. what we'll be doing Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope everybody does have a very happy, safe Thanksgiving, whichever way, shape, or form it it takes this year. Just you know, there is a lot to be thankful for, and we're thankful for you for listening and sticking with yes. our our podcast. Yes. <laughs> 
and all it's a and take care of yourself yeah. and take care of your and take care of others you know mm-hmm. on this moving forward in this weird rest of this year moving into the new de- decade yeah <laughs> all right love you guys stay safe Bye. Cabo, cabo. <laughs>